welcome to our Rising Youth Podcast, produced in partnership with CYC Podcasts and Taking It Global. The intention behind this series is to give a platform to young changemakers from communities across Canada. Hashtag Rising Youth is a national community service grant program led by Taking It Global and offered to youth ages 15 to 30 wanting to get involved in their communities. My name is Jade Roberts and I'll be hosting this episode of the Rising Youth Podcast. I'm from Treaty 6 territory in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and I currently host and produce my own podcast called Still Here, Still Healing. Our guest on this episode is Alexandra Jarrett from Saskatoon. Um, It's really exciting to have you on this episode um, and do this meetup because we actually know each other, but we've never really had the opportunity to have long conversations or talk about any of the projects that you've been working on. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to have you here today. And you just wanna start out by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about who you are. My name's Alexandra Jarrett, and I'm originally from Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, so a little more north from here. Uh, My community is Treaty 10 territory, but I've grown up in Treaty 6. I've been living in Saskatoon for 10 years. I've done university here, started a business here, had children here. Um, I'm pretty rooted here now, and yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you just... um do you want to talk a little bit about your um, art and hip hop show that has been taking place over the past couple of years? So first year I conducted the art and hip hop show. The whole idea was based around um, connecting uh, urban youth and surrounding communities around Saskatoon, um, connecting those youth to art and art resources. I collaborated with other artists and um, poets creatives in the community who volunteered their time mostly in the first year I was able to secure the rising youth grant for 1500 as well as I secured some funds through Nutrien um, as community support and I used that to pay um, the artists Um, but from the get-go the artists were told that they were volunteering and so it was kind of just a nice perk that I was able to pay them um, yeah, so the, I you in year one we did <clears throat> three workshops: um, graffiti, painting, uh, writing, as well as we did like a music-based workshop. Because um, for me, I thought that those were the like those are the essentials of hip hop. I googled it this mm-hmm. year. Those are the essentials of hip hop, I yeah. guess. I missed the only thing that was missing. It was uh, dancing, I guess. Um, so yeah, we use that to pay for food for the kids um, for the few hours they were with us, as well as put on a show. And I got collected backpacks, art supplies, school supplies. So I did that both by. Um, requesting for donations so you would just get swag bags um as well as i used a portion of the funds that i got took it to walmart took it to the dollar store got pens paper art supplies paint drawing supplies and um put them up as prizes and so each kid who attended got a ticket and then they got to use that ticket to kind of like vote on like what prize they wanted so i tried to make it so that everyone went home with something Mm -hmm. and so year two i did that with less funding i did it 
uh, solely with just the rising youth, but I was still able to reach the same amount of youth. And then this year is the third year that I've been planning it um, a little more ahead of schedule this time, like I would was hoping to be the first two years. So this year I'm actually ahead of schedule. Um, just gathering like a volunteer army <laughs> and um, just trying to decide like where we're going to get the funding because uh, we won't be able to do it again, I, I believe, with Rising Youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just doing the research on that. Um, but this year I was able to get the entire paved arts building. Um, not that everyone's going to know what the place is, but it's in Saskatoon. It's a building. There's an upstairs, there's a downstairs, there's an art gallery. There's kind of like two different art gallery spaces downstairs. And then upstairs is a big event space and recording space. Um, so I was able to secure that whole space um, from August 27th to set up to September 1st to take down. So that's four days. So we're going to do four days of workshops, um, an artist market, and uh, an art installation is going to be installed, you know, during, like prior, during, and during the show. And um, we're going to do two live shows. And so this year I did include dancing. So I just decided to do themes like yeah. each day is just a theme and that's how I did it so it's a around art painting graffiti um then the music and performance dancing and then writing or cool. visual art I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah yeah I have a whole document cool it sounds <laughs> like it's definitely been expanding over the past three years um just to even have the space like paved arts like the entire space that's awesome and to have four full days um so that sounds like it's going to be really cool um but just backing up I guess a little bit um to the first year that you did this what was kind of the inspiration behind starting something like this and like why hip-hop so that was <clears throat> August 2018. So I had just um, incorporated. So I've been running my own company, like photography, graphic design uh, workshops. Like that's kind of the skills I base around as a sole proprietor. So I had incorporated um, and it was kind of a part of like how I wanted to give back. And then it was like my whole mission and vision was based around I want to connect these kids to like what they want to do. And <laughs> I want to connect the kids to the the art that they want to do um, to, you know, the creative stuff that um, that um, intrigues them. And that's kind of where that was born from is just solely like not to sell my services. Like I'm not in there like, oh, like I do all of this amazing stuff. Like most like I'm trying to be quiet and just do all of the things um, in the background. So it's mainly just I want these kids to know what art is available in the city. And here's some basics to art. Here's some basics to hip hop, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to some creative outlets that um, eventually I would like to create like a correlation between like positive mental health and kids being able to cope with whatever they're coping with, um, with creative outlets. And uh, a part of like, hey, I wanna give these kids backpacks is there's like, there's a need for it. There's a demand for backpacks and art supplies every year. Um, well, not every year, but the past few years I've seen Nutrien give out like hundreds of backpacks. So it's needed, these parents are picking them up. Like if, if mm-hmm. it wasn't needed, they wouldn't have to do this. Um, 
so just getting those supplies out there and then I, I try to just do like unique backpacks so that they're not all branded the same but we'll see what we do this year and you know like just growing up you go to people's houses and they don't have pens and papers and I'm like that's really weird <laughs> and um, I think everybody should have access to those tools mm-hmm. like whatever they are yeah and I think especially like for youth that don't have access to those things to be able to provide um like yeah writing tools and drawing tools if we want them to be creative and artistic we need to help them and like provide them with different uh resources so it's really great um i wanted to ask you like who's coming out to these workshops like what are the age groups uh so the first year we were able to get um so white cap is uh the reserve that would be like the closest to here it's 15 minutes so they were able to bring out 10 of their youth um so them um i'm gonna be doing like more uh appointing youth this year to like actually going well there's no school yeah <laughs> covid 19 is really messing this up um <laughs> but we I, i've started um, making connections with younger people i'm 30 now so um they're like I do have some friends that are younger like I've mentored younger um younger people 16 17 so it's just trying to connect with them Mm -hmm. to connect with more of the youth um but there's been an age range of like um five to 18 and then you know adults as well are present like with the kids or just on their own so Mm -hmm. it's open to everyone we kind of just um you know like eight and up is probably the best for the content yeah do you notice just like is it kind of like a drop-in type thing or do people actually have to sign up for it can be drop-in um i do put up a on eventbrite i do put up like a registration it's free um mostly that's just to gauge how much interest and just to kind of like gather like an idea of what my numbers are going to be um but people can come and go like there's no you have to stay but like obviously like if you walk into a workshop and somebody's talking like like introducing like um it would just be nice to to like listen be respectful of their time but um mostly i've kept it pretty pretty flexible pretty lax and because it's four days i think i'm going to continue that where it'll be come and go like especially like the writing workshop like you can they can go around and like help. that's kind of how i was envisioning it mm-hmm um so yeah you talked a little bit about the types of workshops that take place so like the visual art the performing arts um whether that's like dance or music um do you want to talk a little bit about uh some of the like specific workshops that have taken place in the past and some that will be taking place this year too um so in year one we did we did a writing workshop so we had um, Indigenous Poet Society. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a member of the Indigenous Poet Society here in Saskatoon. Um, the founder is Kevin Wesequate. Um, so he was there and he helped with the graffiti workshop as well as the creative writing. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he has both an art and a, a writing background. We had um, dictionaries and books and we both brought in um, kind of our own, just our own past tools that we've used so like every writer has like a toolkit of like creative writing prompts things like that so I showed the use some of mine and he showed them as well um 
we got them to share a little bit. Um, They're more open to sharing like their visual art when they were drawing and stuff. So uh, we had a PowerPoint up. We talked about um, painting and how painting can be therapeutic. So uh, my friend Amber Belanger had did the painting one the first year. And um, she talked about how it was therapeutic, like for her mental health. And she showed them some of the work she did. And then we gave them free time to kind of do their own thing. Um, yeah, that's. And then what about for this year? Do you have anybody specific lined up? Um, I've had a couple people like volunteer for specific spaces. Of course, I'm going to have Kevin in again. Um, he's, he's very essential. He's essential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to be helping with the graffiti and the writing. Um, I obviously am expecting a higher turnout so I'm hoping for like more than one or two like more than one facilitator just to mm-hmm. help with the numbers make sure everybody is getting a chance to ask questions and like be heard um Samantha Burnoff and Travis Beatty have um also asked to help with the creative writing but thus far that's kind of um all, all that I've appointed are more just like mapped out what's going to happen. And then I'll start um, plugging people in and yeah. actually reaching out to people because I want to have an actual like financial plan so that I can tell people what to expect before yeah, just jumping fair. at them. Yeah. Um, what about like the performance side? So the hip hop artists or the poets that come in, um, do they perform during the workshop or how does that work? Typically, <clears throat> most people, like most poets would like, cause like a poem's like five, five to seven minutes, usually not much longer. Like there, yeah. I've, I have seen performances that go like 15, 20 minutes, but um, uh, most Poems are going to be like three, five, seven minutes. Um, so obviously they would like interject their poetry, like if wanted. And usually like people want to hear the artists. Um, the hip hop, like when I did the music one the first year, I got Taylor to help with that because she has a, she had a beat making machine and she was learning herself to do music and she really wanted to run that one. Um, so we just kind of show the kids the equipment and you know how to utilize different different uh software so there's like fruity loops da, da, da. um and she basically just gave them a rundown what she does she showed them a few few songs at that point she hadn't started um performing her own work yet so she didn't perform mm. i didn't get to see her perform i think until like maybe another six months later mm-hmm. so yeah, we're obviously like developing. We want it to be better like every year. Um, I've got a few people who've been with me since year one, so I'm expecting a lot of them. Pro Revolution. I don't know if you've heard of them here in the city. I don't think so. Michael LePage. So he runs, it's called Pro Revolution, and I might be missing a word in the name. And there's like a, he's got like a dozen artists and stuff, so they're going to come through and help with their expertise and stuff. And then there's All Day Music Family. There's been a few artists from them that have helped the past few years. Cool. Um, and then Indigenous Poet Society. But obviously, like, I'm open to anyone helping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all about, you know, getting these kids connected to 
to the art. Yeah. And, and I think the, and the hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool for them to like see people that are actually in their community that are like performing these uh, style of artwork. So whether it's poetry or singing or dancing, it's it's just cool to for youth to see that Mm -hmm. whether they're going to do it themselves or not. It's just, it's a nice thing to see in our community and for the youth to have that connection with somebody. So that's really cool that you're doing all this. Um, I also wanted to kind of switch gears and talk a little bit more about uh, the grants. So with an event that's quite large, that's, and you've been doing it for a couple of years now, I'm sure you've had to apply for multiple grants in order to make, uh, something like this happen. Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about your experiences with applying for different grants and uh, like the process of doing that? So year one, um, year one and year two could have used a lot more time in planning. Um, Rising Youth Grant basically like saved the whole show twice. Um because the process was so easy, because I was able to get the turnaround like fairly quickly, I was able to speak with someone and work it through and, um, you know, word it the way that it needed to be worded so that like it was applicable. Um, so year one, I applied through Nutrien. I, you had to be, it was for a community. They have a community funding um, area in their website. And um, so I utilized that. I asked for a thousand to pay 10 artists. So I paid 10 artists $100 each. And um, I did that through Sky Apps because they needed a, they needed a nonprofit or a nonprofit or a charity. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously not nonprofit, not charity status. So I asked Sky App to do that for me. Um, and they agreed the first year. And then when I went to go ask them to do it the second year, they didn't want to because um then that takes away from what they can ask for themselves mm-hmm. yeah. as a nonprofit. So um this year with a lot more planning, I'm gonna be doing a lot more research and getting the paperwork done sooner so that I can utilize different sources. I'm hoping like the Sask Arts Board, um just different creative art. I'm hoping we can fall in line somewhere there yeah. to apply for their grants. I think that's like what a lot of people are running into when they're applying for grants is like not having that charity uh, number or the nonprofit number. Um, so that's why the Rising Youth Grants, it's so accessible for people like both you and I have applied for grants and we've gotten them without having that charity or the nonprofit. Um, so, yeah, just the accessibility of it, um, but also the support that you get when applying for these grants. So um, was there somebody in place from Taking It Global with Rising Youth that was available to you when you needed support? Yeah, um, both times, I think. Now I'm trying to remember year one. I can't remember year one. Jamal... Jamal approved it. We talked a little bit. Um, Second year was, it's Andrea Lesney? Or, you know what I'm talking about. From Chokecherry Studios? Yeah, Cessna. Lesna, there we go. Um, She she helped me um, pre-plan it so that we could apply the second year. Mm. And so she helped me figure all that out. Um, 
And then like it's so easy and everything runs so smoothly that I don't need much more help. Like right now I have to do a final report. Yeah. But compared to grants that I've done and I've written grants for other people in like from bigger organizations, not taking clothes pretty bigger, but it's pretty big. But um, just their process is very complicated. So honestly, just find the receipts and hand them over. Like it's not the the worst report to do in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make it pretty easy on us. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, other projects that you've done with Taking It Global. Um, so maybe not specific to the Rising Youth Grants, but you and I both know each other because of a project that Taking It Global started. So uh, the Three Sisters Soup for the Spirit book that we both got to write in. Um, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about how once you're involved with Taking a Global, you kind of open up this door to other opportunities mm-hmm. um, and you, you're able to like build a network and a community with people um, with Taking a Global, with Rising Youth, um, with the book that we wrote in. So do you maybe want to talk about your experience um, with other projects you've done? So I've like met, um, if I want to back it up to like when I met Jennifer, Um, I met her in like 2017. I was still pregnant um, with like my my daughter. She's two now. Um, We talked about the idea and I used the Connected North Youth Leadership Fund. So I used that and I did the Indigenous Portrait Project. And then she connected me to, she brought me out to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, that's where she brought me. Um, And then... You know, and then she introduced, you know, they gave me the invitation to the Three Sisters Soup for Our Spirit. And then they also brought me out to Toronto and um, gave me a couple more gigs. So they're just like very um, open to like helping you build your skills and helping you get the tools you need to just kind of like move forward even without them. Like I've heard of like I've because I have a little community of like taking global friends. Mm-hmm. I've heard some of the things that they were able to like secure and. Um, it's just like amazing how you, like then you have this equipment and then you don't have to rent that equipment. You don't have to run around looking for that equipment. It's much like the podcast equipment. It's, it just, it opens a lot of doors that way. Um, yeah. And just giving me like exposure as an artist, um, with the three sister soup for a spirit, I didn't feel ready yet. Like I hadn't, um, started doing my spoken word very openly yet. Um, nor had I like started writing very openly. So I did just, um, what I did is I included a, some pictures from a collaboration I had done, um, a few words of my own about it. Um, and then a little bit of like poetry, but like, I felt so like not prepared, but still just wanted to make sure that I contributed somehow. So, um, that was my contribution. I've read everyone else's. It's hard to read it without crying mm-hmm. at, every, at the end of every story. So it was a really amazing book as a, as a whole. So, like, I was still glad to be a part of it. Like, I wasn't completely... Pr- 
proud of what I put in. Not so much proud, but just like, like, oh my God, I put like my all into that. Like I felt like I, my anxiety took over and Mm -hmm. I was just like, just put something in. So I was still glad to be a part of it. Yeah. I feel the same way that you do because I, when I was approached to write in the book as well, um, I hadn't been writing very openly. Like I've never published anything. I didn't um, share my work with a lot of people. So this was really my first experience as well. And I think that really speaks to like how Taking a Global really takes chances on youth to provide artwork and to provide them with an outlet. Um, So I just, yeah, I think it's really amazing. For those of you that are listening that don't know what Three Sisters Soup for the Spirit is a book that was published by Taking It Global um, and it was sent to youth in northern communities and uh, it was all written. uh, It was poetry, artwork and stories from indigenous females from across Canada. Um, So, yeah, that was something that me and Alexandra had the opportunity to work on. And yeah, it was a great opportunity. Um, so just moving on, um, Alexandra, do you want to talk about your, uh, show that the art and hip hop show that's going to be happening this summer? I know maybe planning is at a standstill right now, um, with COVID-19, but do you want to talk about, uh, how people can maybe get involved, where they can find you and stay updated? So I've, um, I'll continue to keep putting out calls on my social media, just sharing, so, like, I, I'm on Facebook as Alexandra Jarrett. Um, my Facebook page is Axis Imagery. Um, Indigenous Poet Society will also, Saskatoon Indigenous Poet Society will also be putting out, like, posts here and there. And just, um, even if you can't contribute financially right now, this is kind of a, um, a financially strained time. I understand that myself. Um, just sharing and liking and commenting can go a long way. Um, we do hope to get most of our financial support from granting systems um, and businesses that can can afford that type of um, type of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been posting on my page. If you can just get around, I'm I'm a Facebook comedian. If you can just get around that. <laughs> If you can get around that, I, I share a lot of um, content um, about other artists and stuff. So I have created an event page on Facebook through Access Imagery. It's co-hosted through Indigenous Poets Society as well. Um, and then I've created an event bright as well. It is at a standstill. I basically just put out the visuals. I have secured the event space, so I've signed the document. <laughs> Um, but they're at a stand, they did send out that they're at a standstill, but I'm just like the end of August and I just have my fingers crossed that like, this can be the the event that everyone gets to go to after this. I hope so too. (laughs) Um, I'm really looking forward to going. I haven't been to the ones in the past, so I'm like really looking forward to this and I hope it all works out. Um, if people want to like volunteer or if there's artists that want to, uh, maybe facilitate, how can they contact you? Uh, either just Facebook or do you want to leave an email? Email would be good. Um, we'll go ALJ434 at Outlook.com. It's just easier to pronounce my other one. Cool. Um, So I know that you are a spoken word poet and (laughs) I really wanted to have you on this episode, uh, maybe perform something for all the listeners and maybe give a little bit of a taste of what they would hear at the art and hip hop show if you're open to doing that. Okay. Should we like have a theme? (laughs) 
Is there a theme we're looking for? Um, well, the theme of our show is working with the younger generation. I don't know. So there's this one that I've done, and I've done it in quite a few places. I really like it. Um, and it's called Gen X, Y, and Z, um, or True North Strong and Free. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt this wonderful spoken word section, but I just wanted to let you guys know that if you wanted to listen to this and the full episodes of other episodes that we have, please go to Rising Youth Podcasts at anchor.fm and you'll be able to listen to the full section. Um, sorry. Uh, anyway, back to the show. Wow. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. I love it. Um, Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I hope our listeners like it as well. Um, Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up or comments? Everyone should apply for the Rising Youth Grant while they're in the age. Um, Is the age? 15 to 30. 15 to 30. Yeah. I I like taking this global idea of youth. being 30 i'm like (laughs) i'm still the youth here um yeah i take advantage of it at least because everyone can um apply for one of the three funding pools once so like you should i think everyone should like put on some kind of community project if you have the means to Awesome. Well, thank you so much Um, for anybody listening. If you need more information about Rising Youth Grants, you can check out the website at risingyouth.ca. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rising Youth. 